up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you are subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in straight from Europe, Pete. Pete, how you doing? I just flew in from Munich, and boy, are my oh, arms my tired. Arms tired. Ah. Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have joining us this week. We've got Steve. Steve, how's Hello. it going? Going great. How are you, everyone? Doing very, very, very well. And last, but certainly not least this week, we have got Sam. Sam, how's your evening going? Excellent. How are you all doing tonight? Doing okay. I, I'm doing great. I got one day left. Tomorrow's oh my last day of, sc- of school. So, yay. <laughs> and I and love got- that I get to meet Steve for the first time, too, um, you know, over, over video. Yes. Of course, even though he lives like 30 minutes south of me, apparently. <laughs> Pretty cool. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I> neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got Ryan with us. It says, welcome back, Platooners. Who's excited for Obi-Wan? Definitely, Ryan. We are yes. going to be hitting that near the end of our show, seeing kind of what we expect out of that. But first, Disney had, it was National Streaming Day. If you're looking for the latest made-up holiday that Disney takes advantage of last Friday. And so there were a lot of announcements from Disney+. And Sam is going to cover most of those. Sam, what have we got? Do, 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 do. It's time for the Disney Plus news. I felt like I needed to channel a little bit of, you know, confuse Kate for the Disney Plus news tonight. We have a lot of stuff going on, guys, though. Uh, first on the list is Hocus Pocus 2 is going to be released September 30th on Disney Plus. It's going to follow the original Sanderson sisters as they attempt to return to Salem again. And we all know these, this is going to uh, star the, the same three witches as the original. Pretty exciting. Yeah. It's it's something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm withholding judgment on that one. Fair enough. All right. Well, next is uh, Disney Plus has announced its ad-supported service, meaning it's going to have two versions of Disney Plus, one that's ad-supported and one without ads. And But they have announced that they'll keep the ads to under four or four minutes or less per hour. They've also announced there won't be any political or alcohol ads on the show. And they haven't announced pricing, but it's likely going to coincide with the raising of the non-ad service price. And Disney executives are suggesting that they think more people will pick the ad-supported version of the platform because obviously it will be less expensive. I don't know about you guys, but I am not into the ad supported nope. version. I'm going to be paying a higher price for that no ad version. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably keep the no ads too. This is probably the streaming service that I want the most. So yeah. Yeah. 
Same. I know for me, part of it's going to depend on what Verizon decides to pay for, because that's how we're getting all of our Disney stuff. Is because if you're a Verizon customer, you get it automatically. But yeah. yeah, if if they give us a chance to pay up for the non-ad, yeah, I'm not paying for ad. I'll pay for no ads. Yeah. Well, we've Same got here. Some, yeah. So we've got some new Star Wars news coming out. Uh, one, it's been confirmed that the Star Wars series Andor is going to premiere sometime this summer, and the Mandalorian will be released either late 2022 or early 2023. And Ashoka is going to come in 2023 as well. But Disney also announced a new Star Wars series, codenamed Grammar Rodeo, and that it's in development from the Spider Man Homecomings. John Watts. Nothing's confirmed about it at this time, so we'll have to wait for more news on that. I yeah, my guess is uh, I will guess for Andor probably August into September because September is still technically summer somehow. Yeah, the uh, the that new series I heard somewhere that they are looking at doing like with younger like teens or something like that, where it was going to be kind of like a Amblin 80s type style huh. show. So I don't know if that's true. It's something different. Interesting. Yeah. So in other news, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, a documentary that centers around Elton John's last concert, of course, is going to be coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, um, Disney paid a ton of money for that. <laughs> I bet. Uh, also, a new trailer was released for the upcoming Baymax series, which is going to premiere on June 29th. Uh, there's also been an announcement that Zombies 3 is soon going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. The Disney Channel de- movie is going to debut on July 15th. I believe Zombies 1 and Zombies 2 is already on the platform. Has anyone watched 1 and 2? I have not. I've seen most of 1, and it's not good. Okay. It's kind as of... An, as an adult. Yeah, it's kind of the tween crowd, um, like sort of High School Musical and the, the Descendants. It's kind of that same audience, I think. It's fair. Yeah, yeah, definitely Descendants crowd. High School Musical to me had a higher level of quality than some of these other ones. Well, speaking of High School Musical, there's going to be a season four of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. Uh, and season three is going to premiere on July 27th, and it's going to center around a summer theater camp, and it's going to feature the musical Frozen. So I guess why can't they just let this series go? I know. Uh, I can't say that. Didn't I, I beat you to it, didn't I, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> I and was not going to say it. They've done summer theater camp stuff before. They, uh, they don't need to do it again. Well, and they, yeah, I, yeah. Well, I have to say the show must do very must be must have done very well in its first two seasons for them to come out and say and announce the season four without having shown season three because that's pretty rare in streaming for them to come out and announce seasons past uh, the next one. But we already have Andor season two announced, and they got a film season four while the kids still look young enough. Yeah, they'll probably do a back-to-back filming. I oh, think. They, they already so, look like 25, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they want them enough. to... Right, they don't want them to look like 35. Okay, right. so we've got, we still have a few more announcements, you guys. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So there, we've got a little bit of um, 
uh, Marvel news. So there is a new Daredevil series that's in the works for Disney Plus, and the Daredevil characters that have appeared. There are some Daredevil characters that have appeared in recent MCU vehicles, such as Kingpin and Hawkeye, and Daredevil himself in Spider-Man No Way Home. And Charlie Cox, who is Daredevil himself, is reported to be returning for the show for the new series. Um, in other Marvel news, Agatha House of Harkness is going to be beginning production this fall and will come out during the 2023-2024 TV season, meaning maybe a premiere around Halloween of 2023. Uh, those are really exciting to me as a huge Marvel fan, of course. And then last but not least, Disenchanted, which is the uh, sequel to Enchanted, is going to premiere on this Thanksgiving, November 24th. All four of the main characters are returning, as well as many new faces. It's set 10 years after the original and it centers around Giselle being forced back to Andalasia after a spell backfires. And she's in the firing line of another evil queen played by Maya Rudolph. So it's got a great cast. And I guess we will wait and see. But that's it for the Disney Plus news. Yeah, I, I, the the Disenchanted sequel, the sequel looks in, intriguing on that one. So it again, that could that could go a couple of different directions. Yeah, so I, I have to say I'm looking forward to that more than Focus, focus, too. Very much so. So, all right. This week, we had the premiere of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's not a reboot. It's a comeback. Well, I'm going to start with Steve on this one. Steve, was it a nostalgic reboot or was it just a mistake? It's not a reboot. It's not a mistake. I'd say it's more of a callback. Um, but I loved it. I loved all the Easter eggs. I definitely need to watch it again. Yes, knowing there's parts of missing it. Um, some of my favorite were Winchell and Duncan, the do donuts from Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I loved the reference to Dip from Roger Rabbit, um, the little tube in there. Um, I didn't grow up watching this series, but I still got lots of references from all sorts of animation. I'm surprised how many non-Disney references that were throughout the movie. So um, overall for a plot, predictable plot, but still very enjoyable. Found myself out laughing out loud. Totally enjoyed the movie. Sam, what do you think? So I would pretty much agree with everything you said, Steve. I This was not a mistake, but the, the plot was kind of predictable and dopey and not great. But this movie was all about the cameos, the one-liners, um, the, you know, the the calls or the Easter eggs, as you called them and seeing all these other characters from prior series, seeing Roger Rabbit, seeing uh, Darkwing Duck, seeing just all of these random characters from all over, not just the Disney universe, but even, you know, Simpsons and, um, and all kinds of uh, animated series. I will say I didn't love the mix of animated with live action. And I also didn't love that, um, that Dale had been CGI'd. I kind of wished that he had just been flat animated, just like Chip was. I thought that was kind of a silly, you know, plot point, but it was enjoyable because there was a lot of really good one-liners, a lot of, a lot of really funny parts in this movie, despite a pretty dopey plot. Derek, what did you think? 
Well, I will say for once, I am smack dab in the middle of a target audience for a Disney movie. My, my generation is the target audience. We remember coming home after school and watching these. The cultural references were almost all 80s and 90s. The constant Easter eggs made the show. However, the movie itself was a huge mistake. Um, the first 50 minutes of the movie or so are concerned more with being cute and bringing in jokes that some plot happens, but not a lot. We know that Chippendale had a falling out, and in the background, we hear that there are some tunes in trouble. But until we meet Sweet Pete, it is an incredibly dull movie. It felt like the writers were sitting around brainstorming any ideas they could come up with for cameos, and then decided to use every single one of them. For me, the movie improved when they got to the factory until the end, but the beginning is really a slog. Uh, I did think it was neat that the actress who played the original Gadget was Gadget in the movie. She's also the actress who did the... She was Chip in the original. And she was... When Chip and Dale go into high pitch, that was her doing that also. Oh, cool. I didn't realize um, that. I did, there were some great voice actors yeah. throughout um, the movie. And Corey Burton, uh, who did the original voices of Dale and Zipper. Again, when they were the high voices, he came back and redid them. Uh, Jim Cummings, who is everywhere in Disney voice acting, he's he's been the new Tigger, he's been all those kind of things, was the original Monty in about half the episodes. He comes back and does Monty. Uh, he also, uh, Corey Burton, the Dale and Zipper, also did the, was Cad Bane. So in all the Star Wars stuff, he has been Cad Bane on that. But despite all the neat tidbits, it does not overcome such a weak plot. There's a reason they brought this straight to Disney+. Plus. I had high hopes, but this was a huge miss for me. Pete? So I'm kind of in the middle on it, too. Um, more so than Derek, more like Sam. Um, I was expecting it to either be really bad or hilarious, and it was kind of neither. Um there were there were some very funny moments. I did like the ugly Sonic jokes. I thought that was pretty funny considering like, you know, and there were some, you know, the Uncanny Valley and the, the Deadeye Polar Express. There were some jokes there that I did enjoy. Um, a lot of jokes fell flat for me, though. And in addition to that, I was, I don't know how anybody else found this. I was very distracted by them using John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg for mm -hmm. Chip and Dale. Especially I, John Mulaney for Chip. That one really didn't work for me. John Mulaney was worse, I think, of the two. But it, it, and it wasn't that they did a bad job. It was just the entire time I'm thinking, oh, that's John Mulaney. Oh, that's and, and Andy Sandberg even kind of played Dale like he played his character on Brooklyn Nine Nine. So it was, yeah. Um, I yeah, it's too it much just, like I, them I, people instead of like the characters, and you're picturing them too much in your head because their voices right. are so distinct. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know, like, I don't know what they really like. Does their names? Do people go? Oh, I'm going to watch the Chippendale movie because John Mulaney's in it. Maybe, <laughs> but it I, I think be funny because Andy Samberger's in it. I don't know. I just, yeah, I I um. You know, I mean, two guys that have good comedic timing, and I guess, I guess, so maybe that's why they did it. But I found that distracting uh, on my end. So 
I would say um, probably a little more of a mistake than a nostalgic reboot, but I'm also a little too old for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I never yeah. watched the original show, so... Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my, my daughter just said, I'm a little too young. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, a, that's a very fair criticism. It's, it my, my Sam and I's age and to a little bit lesser extent, Kate's age, where she here, is your target audience. Your, your 30 and 40-somethings are your target audience. Right. So, Gina says she loves the movie because it's a spoof film. Not enough, Gina, I would say. I uh, did love Senator Butthead. Uh, the bootlegs were those, uh, the family home video bootlegs. Yes, the, the everyone has seen so those. True. It's Yeah. Or those are the ones that you can find on Netflix when you know, Disney's not on there and you search for Beauty and the Beast and it comes up to, you know, Beauty and the Half Dog Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Nick does say Ant Man for the uh, win. I yeah, love that. That was pretty good. That, that, that. that one worked. Yeah. So, okay. Now, if we all agree this was kind of a, a mixed bag leaning towards not quite so classic. Sam, I'm going to start with you, and I know you wanted to start this first. What old show or movie would you like to see done as either a reboot or a comeback and do it either as a movie or a series? Okay. So because we've already, because they've already rebooted DuckTales, so I had to set DuckTales aside. Um, and I have to go with gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> and I have to sing it because these cartoons, as Derek said, these are our generation's cartoons. This is what we would watch Saturday mornings. This is what we would watch when we got home from school. Um, so it's, you know, it, all, it was all about, Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, and Gummy Bears. And Gummy Bears was one of the best. And, and it's Disney. Oh, Tailspin. I forgot about Sad. Tailspin. That's a great one, too. So all of these are great, but I, I have to go with Gummy Bears. I mean, it starts with a great, catchy theme song. It's got adorable, cute characters. And it just brings back all the feels for this 80s and 90s kid. Derek? Okay. Well, I want to start by saying that based on recent history, the fact that original stories seem to be in very short supply, there's a good chance that several of these will actually show up on Disney Plus at some point. Fair so, point. And with that in mind, my initial reaction to the reboot question was the original Zorro TV show. And I know they are remaking that. It has, it's rumored to be in production. They've, I know they've hired the lead. My hope is they don't take it too seriously. You got to keep the Pratt Falls. You got to keep the fact that Sergeant, you got to keep the fact that Bernardo was mute and pretended to be deaf because it wasn't played for humor. It was, it was critical to the show and it, you know, he was so smart and um, it will really lose something if they try to take it super seriously. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. If it's in color, the original was in black and white. But if it's in color, it needs to be Technicrayon. It needs to be the super saturated, bright, film like a telenovela that's not taking itself seriously. So, and you're saying TV series, not movie, right? That's what I was saying. No, do it as movie. a TV series. The TV series yeah. They they kind of done it as a movie with Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins. The first one was much better than the second, but I it still didn't have quite the right feel for me. 
So, Pete, what about you? Yeah, you should be producing that, but I doubt that's what we're going to get. <laughs> um, Disney hasn't come yet. I'm going to go with the favorite of my daughters that they actually did try to reboot a couple years ago, and it was terrible. But I'd like to see an animated reboot, which is um, uh, Kim Possible. Um, hmm. My uh, daughter really liked that show. She was actually a little too young, like it was already off the air, and we had to like really search it out. But she loved the show, and then they rebooted it as a live action show, uh, like movie, a couple years ago. And it was awful. Um, so I forget the live action. Uh, I let's let's bring it back as an animated series. That's my book. Okay, Steve. I'm going to go more recent. I'd like to see a reboot of Gravity Falls because I came across Gravity Falls because my students were watching it a few years ago, and just loved the weirdness of it. I loved like the hidden ciphers and puzzles in it. So. My vote would be for Gravity Falls. I love that vote, Steve, because I'm obsessed with Gravity Falls. And if there was a Gravity Falls, Oregon, you can bet that me and my family would be driving down there yes. to see Stan's shack. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nick's, Nick's vote is Darkwing Duck. Uh, Gina says that even the movie alluded to it. Yeah, that was your that was your credit scene. Uh, second place is Tailspin. Nick says a Captain EO2. You're going to have to do some massive recasting on that one. Um, or Muppet Babies. Nick, they tried oh, yes. that. It was horrible. It. Yeah, they it tried work. that. It was terrible. My son actually didn't mind it. It wasn't like a favorite or anything, but he he enjoyed it. But it was definitely for like the younger kid crowd. Um, and so it was more like a um, the Disney Junior type stuff. Okay. Now, Anyone have a second show they want to would want to see redone? Because I do. I okay, and I've got two older. These are two older movies that could be redone. One is the Ugly Dachshund. I don't which, even know that one. Which is basically a Great Dane is raised with a bunch of dachshunds, so it thinks it's a dachshund. The, Be- the Beethoven movies worked. That would be a. I mean, who doesn't love a dog movie? Let's think Air Bud and Beethoven, that whole thing. But the one I was really thinking about was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Um, with all of the adventure movies being made, you've got a story that people are vaguely familiar with, uh, but most people don't really know, but it has the name recognition. Most people have heard of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, it's got the Mad Captain, uh, who everyone would think stole the organ playing bit from Davy Jones, but it was really kind of the other way around. And, um, I would love to see it keep practical effects for the sea monsters, not so much CGI. And it has Jerry Bruckheimer written all over it. Uh, uh, mm. No, it it would. Mm. Okay, because he already um, did Pirates of the Caribbean. I would think it would it would then it would feel too too pirate. But well, I mean, oh, it'd um, be hard. Yeah, it'd be hard to not go super piratey. So you're probably going to be happy, Derek, because they are rebooting Twenty Thousand Leagues. See, there's a series mm. that's. Coming called <gasps> Nautilus. See, I do it as a movie. Well, I, they're doing it as yeah, a series. A series. Um, now, the one that a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on, I think there is a way you could redo Song of the South. I think you could keep a lot of the original, and I even think you could keep a lot, a lot of the original from animation. You couldn't keep all of it. There's a scene in there. You how they originally kept catch Brer Rabbit. 
you definitely could not keep because they catch him with a literal person made out of tar and the F, the racial slur that goes along with it. But I don't know how, but to me, I think it could work. Not no, Pete. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you can make it work. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'll be honest. I've actually never seen it, and so I I only know like just about the tar baby yeah. thing, but I have never watched it, and so the idea yeah. behind it is he's you know the old happy old slave that's telling all these stories to the to the little the little white kids that are on the plantation and talking about, you know, has all these stories with Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear, and it's incredibly racist. But... Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something that I wish they would present it that you could see it, but they would also very much need put to... Huge, put the huge tag on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very, very much say, uh, you know, of a certain time, um, and, uh, well, yeah. I'm not loving. I'm not loving Derek's uh, additional um, ones, but I, I love Nick. Nick Anderson uh, has another comment of dinosaurs. Not the mama. Not the mama. Not the mama. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. I'm. And I'm going to throw this in here, Gina. You're going to have to think on your toes, guys. What is a show you think should never be redone? A show that you think is as it is should never get redone. And since I thought of this a little bit ahead of time, I will go first. Okay, Pete's track, oh wait. Dumbo, oh wait. Mary Pop, Parent, okay, no. Anyway, the two that come to mind for me are Old Yeller and the original Apple Dumpling Gang. (laughs) Old Yeller, no one wants to go to an animal movie and ugly cry. I mean, because it happens. The Apple Dumpling Gang the best you could get is two comedians trying to do their Don Knotts and Tim Conway impersonations. Um, it's a wholesome show that may just end up in the vault at some point fairly soon. So, Pete, what's a, what's a show? So, not quite never, not quite Disney, but ABC is owned by Disney. Yeah, please never reboot Lost. Oh. You can if you make a, a better ending. If you redo the ending, then you can. <laughs> but it no, I mean, the show. Yeah. Well, well uh, I mean, the early part of the show was very good, but yeah, it it kind of spiraled out of control. And Jump the shark. I just I just don't want to see him try again. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> actually, comes to mind. No more um, Herbie the Love Bug movies. They tried to reboot. It did not work. Leave the originals alone. Do not reboot Herbie. Okay. I, th- I think that would be hard to pull off today, so I would agree with that. I- I'm going to tell them to stop making live-action movies out of animated movies and don't make yes. a Little Mermaid live-action Too late. Movie. Too late. Sorry, it's coming. <laughs> No, say it ain't so. I know there's a listen. I know there's a stage show coming, and I'm okay with the stage show version. But Ixnay on the remake of animations. I I would agree with that. And Gina says no more animal CGI. And I think that was played off with the and Chippendale went the blue from the reboot of Jungle Book. Yeah, just no more none of that. Okay. Now, as we always do. 
we are going to do Pixie Dust for the Chippendale movie. Pete, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I'm thinking about this. I think I'm going to give it a two. I was tempted to give it a 2.5 because there were a lot of jokes that hit. Um, but I just don't see me ever rewatching it. And um, I don't think I would recommend it unless you're like really, if you're a really big Chippendale fan. Sure. But um, so too. Okay. Um, I say immediately after watching it, I was at three and a half, but after letting it sit for like two days, I'm reducing it to a three. It was an enjoyable movie. I loved all the Easter eggs. Definitely laughed out loud through it. But because of weakness of plot, I'm dropping down to a three. Sam, what do you think? I would give it a two and a half. I was thinking about giving it only a two. But I think, what Steve, what you said about rewatching it to see more of the Easter eggs and to see all the things I missed, I think I will rewatch it for that very purpose. And that's why I've got to bump it from a two to a two and a half because it does have some rewatchability based on that. Derek, what do you give it? Probably like a zero or a one? <laughs> um, mainly because of the jokes. I'm going to give it and the and the cameos. I'm actually going to be with Pete. I'm going to give it a two, um, because if someone has it on, I will watch it in the background. Like if I'm reading thing and I glancing up and oh yeah, I remember that part. No oh, yeah, that you know I remember that cameo and that cameo and that cameo. I care nothing about the plot, so it's a yeah. watch in the background, maybe even with the sound off type thing. I do. I do have to say though. Now I want to see. Uh... Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of the funniest scenes. I have to agree. <laughs> so, and then uh, Gina says she's going to give it a three and a half for cameos and jokes. Uh, the storyline was silly and weak. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. So, next week, we are going to be starting the Obi-Wan series. Obi-Wan comes out with two episodes on a Friday. And Gina, uh, sorry, Sam, you say you haven't seen much on this one yet at the moment? Yeah, I, I haven't watched the trailer. I haven't read anything okay. about it. I have no awesome. predictions, but you know Gina does because she's already like, In that case, I'm going to pull in Gina and Sam, we Hi. will see you at the finale. So, Hi. Gina, I'm going to start with, I, I had put down me to start. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to Producer, you know, host prerogative. I'm going to go ahead and start it. Okay, um, go ahead. <laughs> first thing is, this is not going to be a happy series. This is going to be, this is, it's 10 years after Order 66 and Revenge of the Sith. It's 10 years before New Hope. Um, the Jedi are dead or going to be killed. Uh, the Empire is taking over things. Obi-Wan is isolated. Uh, the one thing I liked about Obi-Wan is that he rarely seemed to jump into things without thinking them through first or having some kind of a plan. He was very measured, not reactionary. I know there's going to be fight scenes, but this is one where the story is going to have to carry the series for me. Um, the big fight scene in every, every episode would be a, we can't think of more stories, so let's put in a fight <laughs> for me. Um, there's going to be a Vader versus Obi-Wan scene at some point but I really hope that's at the finale to close it and that there's only one. Um, and to me, I have it similar to the end of 
you know, maybe even Force Awakens where they're interrupted and have to continue it later. Um, Obi should still call, should still be beating Darth Vader at this point because that would make the whole, you know, I was the student, now I am the master. Um, he also needs to call him Darth at some point because otherwise that doesn't make sense in New Hope. Obviously, we're retconning stuff that no one had any idea was going to be coming up. Um, I want the Obi-Wan that knows his job is to protect Luke and avoid, as he would put later, any Imperial entanglements with the hint of the dry humor. I'm optimistic for the series. Gina? Okay, so my prediction is it's going to be very slow. And I really think we're going to have a lot of, this is my joke, is that we're going to have a lot of meditative scenes and I'll watch it and be happy. But I really believe it's going to be very introspective because Obi-Wan is very introspective. So where um, we had all the action with some of the other Mandalorian shows with the Mandalorian series, I think it's going to be slow like Boba Fett. I really feel like it's going to be a lot of story slogging through. We know he's seen a lot of stuff. We know he's lonely and alone and watching over. He's taking care of the uh, Skywalker farm over there. You know, he's just hanging out and things will come up. He'll deal with the sand people. He'll deal with the Jawas. He'll deal with all the people that we've seen through the other through the other the series. Jedi hunters. Yes. I mean, he's going to deal with all of these things. There will be the confrontation. I'm so excited for that. He will call him Vader because he had, he did switch over. We saw the rise of Vader in, um, Revenge of the Sith. So we do know he does know of his Sith, um, following now. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm very excited. My friend was Hugh McGregor Stanton. He's going to be on the show soon. So we'll hear all about his journey. And um, I'm very excited to see Obi-Wan sitting in front of a fire for an hour. And I will enjoy every minute. Pete, what about you? Well, I do I do agree with you. I think it might have a slow start because to me, if they're putting two episodes out, especially such a short series, it's only Mm -hmm. six episodes and they're two Mm -hmm. episodes out. My guess is the first episode is probably a little slow. And so they want to have, they may, they might consider the second act, second episode more action packed or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of predictions. I mean, it, it seems weird to me. I mean, clearly from the promos, they're going to have the Jedi hunters, um, that we see in like Star Wars Rebels. Um, and, but it's like, it seems like he's going to start on Tatooine and then at the end he has to end up on Tatooine. He's not going to leave the desert. <laughs> well, but yet, yet someone in there, he has to have all these confrontations not on Tatooine because if they know he's on Tatooine, he can't stay there. True, <laughs> right? true. So, so I think he's going to, I think he's going to quickly after the, maybe, maybe not in the first episode, but by the second episode, I think he's going to be off world on some kind of quest to protect Luke or something like that. Um, and, uh, and that's where he runs into the hunters and things like that. So, cause I, I, I think, I hope, I mean, you mentioned like having a bunch of Tatooine stuff. We've had enough Tatooine. With, oh my God. With, I, I really, Boba yeah. Fett. Let's, let's not spend too much time. Please. I just feel like these directors want us to be on the, on the desert with two sons and no women forever. <laughs> I just want us to be there. So. Yeah, please stop. <laughs> yeah. Steve? 
I don't think I have anything to add. Everyone covered it. So um, okay. I'm hoping it's more more exciting than Boba Fett. And I don't think it's going to live up to the Mandalorian. But um, yes. So okay. better than Boba um, Fett. Not exciting as Mandalorian. Yeah. So. And, and Nick says he's hoping for less flashback whiplash than the early books of Boba Fett. True. I would, I would yes. totally agree. I don't I think mean, they should. Yes. There's that's silly there will to be watch some, a movie. There will be some, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and as Ed says, the desert met, desert metaphor ties us back <laughs> to our current reality. <laughs> you're teaching. You're, well, you're talking to three teachers here, Ed. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> long time in the desert with not much hope of water at the end of it uh, we're so, still in the desert two sons yeah <laughs> yeah plus plus uh Darth Vader wouldn't come back to Tatooine no. you know uh, he doesn't like he, sand he hates sand <laughs> but he also knows that I mean at some point I don't know if he's still going if they're still going after Obi-Wan there are only five people you know are going to survive this series Vader, Obi Wan, Uncle Owen, Amperu, and Luke. <laughs> Everyone else could die. True, but you know those five are going to survive. So, um, and Ryan says, and that's that and that's why I think it's not going to be as much about protecting Luke as some people think. Oh, I don't think it is either. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be about um, Obi Wan avoiding the Jedi hunters. Yeah. So. Uh, I think I think he's going to go on some kind of quest. I'd agree. Uh, expectations for the show are quite high. Fingers crossed, says Ryan. So, well, we'll know more next week because this is what we're watching for next week. We got yeah. two episodes coming. Going to pull Sam back in, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so with that, guys, I'm. I said I'm looking forward to the Obi Wan series. I have been for a while now. Yeah. Um. This is the I'm one. I'm gonna have to download it on my devices because I'm going to you'll see. Be able to play. I'm going to Disneyland this weekend. Hey. I'm gonna go see Gina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. you'll, be, you'll be able to play. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if I can watch Chippendale in Innsbruck, you can watch Obi Wan in Disneyland. It'll be fine. I want to do a quick callback. So you were at the base of you were in the at the village near Neuschweinstein in Germany, correct? Yes. Leave that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was that the village in Moon Knight? Mm, because be, because I don't think so. You don't, um, you sure? No, because there's a lake there and everything, and it's very steep. I don't think it. I don't think it. Well, was. but it had the. I, I know. We can go back and you and I need to go, should go back and look at it at some point because. I sw- I promise you, I saw a new Schweinstein in the background of in, in the episode one village of where we first meet Harrow with the with the scales, oh, yeah. and he's. Hmm. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure that was. I don't it. think it was. You don't think it was? Okay. Um, and um, Ed has Ed, a little. Ed says there was a book series about Obi Wan, and he did go on a quest. Uh, runs into a young Boba Fett. Really? That could happen. That really? could happen. Boba Fett is a young person. But if, if it could turn into like a Mandalorian season 3.5. 3. 3. Yeah. So, so at this point, it'll be Boba 2. Fett. 7. 5. Yeah. Be Boba, 2. Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett 2.1. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm more and, Boba Fett. And, <laughs> yeah. And Nick, anytime the platooners get together, we take pictures and we post them. 
We will. So, we Gina will. and I um, will take some pictures for sure, and we will post them on yes. the Plus Platoon social media. We'll pl- we'll post them on some My DVC Points social media Except and on DCL the MVC Will Do Us social media. So you <laughs> all, will see it on on, <laughs> on all of the stuff that Gina and I are involved in. Yeah. Sounds great, ladies. Okay. If we are looking for a couple of vault shows coming up, we've got several coming coming up in June. We got one coming up in July. So <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, I got to pull Ed's comment up here in just a little bit. But if you have suggestions <laughs> for the vault shows, um, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail dot com. I know Steve, you sent us a couple. We've got a couple. And now you're here. And now, and now we're here. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's if you want to be on our show, email us uh, and let us know. We are on. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Our Instagram's been blowing up lately. Thank you, Pete. And uh, as Ed says, a baby Boba Fett would be like Muppet Babies. <laughs> good thing. I mean, okay, you got a baby Boba Fett. You got a baby baby Greedo. You've got a baby you know, Luke. <laughs> baby, baby, baby Luke. Baby baby Boba Fett is Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Hey. He's, okay. he, yeah, he's a, he's a kid in the Clone Wars series. He's a kid in, he's a kid in Rebels. He's, he's actually well, a kid. He's a kid in the prequels. Yeah, and he's a kid in well, Rebels. Yeah, that too. He's a kid. Yeah. Oh, Ed yeah. says Baby Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in his little uniform too. I love it. <laughs> okay, but would he have his helmet on or helmet off? His helmet would be on. Be on. It would be on. It'd be oh, really okay. oversized. He's a Funko, a Funko yeah. type thing. With oversized yeah. helmet, yeah. too big, falling off. <laughs> yeah. Very right, large head, very short arms and legs. Yes. So we will see everyone next week. We are again doing. Oh, sh- <laughs> he's killing us! Wow. Ed, you're killing us! Because because that would be the way it would go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ed, leave comedy to the bears. So we are going to see you next week. We will be doing the Obi Wan series season episodes one and two. So good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.